Welcome to the Fitness Simplified Podcast, where we talk about all things fitness and nutrition. Friends, this stuff is just not as complicated as it's made out to be. We're going to be breaking that down for you here today. Joining me is my new friend, Nick Reese. Nick is a coach in the Washington, D.C. area, as well as online. He is also a Labradad to Finn the Labradoodle. Nick, welcome. <laughs> hey, how's it going? It is so good. How are you? Good, good. Feeling good today. Feeling good. What's Finn up oh, yeah. to today? Uh, right now, so we just got back from our second nightly walk, and he does this thing where he takes his toys and he pushes them under the sofa, so we have to go under the sofa and get them. <laughs> Do so, you have to go under, or does he try and help? Uh, no, he, he just keeps clawing at the sofa, and then once we get on our knees to, like, get it, he'll back up and sit back very, very, uh, very nice-like. So right now we're working it. on yeah. So right now we're working on not letting that happen. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a kid. It sounds like working with a toddler. You know, he needs his workout. It's been so hot that we usually like go on bike rides. We usually go on like five mile bike ride and he'll run with me. So he hasn't been getting that. So his energy needs to go somewhere else. Very cool. Just like a toddler. You got to exactly. get him some exercise. <laughs> My goal so, is... <laughs> so Nick, tell us your story. How did Nick Reese become a coach? Uh, so I guess we'll take it back. So I've been in sports my whole life. And then uh, in high school, I was an uh, assistant for our strength training coaches. In college, I was assistant for our strength conditioning coaches, and then I uh, went to school to be a physical therapist, and then realized that I wanted to be a trainer or coach more. So uh, after the four years, I just started training at Gold's Gym, and then kind of uh, my family health history is really bad, like you know, heart disease, diabetes, mm -hmm. high blood pressure, uh, lupus arthritis and my parents passed away when I was really young so wanting to help people get out of that disease lifestyle and know that there's like there's another way to do it that you don't have to just accept that you need to be on medication for your whole life. So is that part of what motivates you to be in fitness is uh, your family history then? Oh yeah yeah definitely. And do you um, have a, a particular type of client you work with more than others? Uh, honestly, I work with mainly women. That seems to okay. be my biggest clientele. Uh, but I think more than anything, I work with people that want to do it for something bigger than themselves. So I think you okay. know, all of my clients, across the board, like, of course, they're all 100% different. And I'd say it's maybe like a 60-40, 70-30 split um, majority for the women. But everybody is doing this for another reason other than looking good. Like, that's their, like, looking good is a byproduct, but, you know, they want to be around for their kids or, you know, they're, they're firefighters in, you know, D.C. And so, you know, if they're not in their peak shape. Like that's a life or death situation for somebody else. So, 
you know, it's all those things. It's something bigger than yourselves. That's kind of what, uh, after a long time realizing what it is, that that's it. So if they're motivated to do something bigger than themselves, not just look good. Mm-hmm. Then that, then we get along really well. Got it. So what would you say is the number one struggle your clients face? Uh, probably the biggest one is acceptance of where they're at and kind of like self-awareness, which I think is huge in anything. But tell, knowing, me, tell me more about that. What do you mean? So, for example, if I'm, I'm sitting here now and I say, okay, you know, I want to get 10 pounds less on the scale but my blood pressure is creeping up and it's hard for me to get around when I go to the amusement park with my kids. So those are two totally different things and being aware that, you know, the scale doesn't really matter in a situation if your health isn't the best it can be. So, you know, taking that struggle out because, you know, a lot of people, we get into, they get into fitness to get that look which really that's just an easy answer. They don't want to know the, the hard answer, the hard truth of what they're really doing. So if you can, you know, get that self-awareness and be completely honest with yourself and know that, okay, this is the real reason why I'm doing it, then I feel that's when the results really come. But that's also the hardest thing to do. You know, so what, had, what do you do as a coach to help people come to an awareness of what their real reason is? Is there something in, in specific that you do? Yeah. So we, I talk to my clients every day. I talk to everybody every day, whether it's online coaching or in-person coaching. And all of them are friends. So it's not like we're just talking about workout stuff. Like it's, you know, the more the conversation goes and you know, because we're friends, we have that friendship. It's something they might not think they hear, but then, you know, I take mental notes as we're talking. And then once you find that real reason, then you can reinforce that part. So it's, you know, you're, you're coming up for a physical fitness exam for your job and you don't want to let your daughter down by uh, not passing like not being the top three out of, out of everybody, because then that's, you know, it's going to show her, you know, you're a leader in your job, you know, you're, you're doing all these things right. So why shouldn't your health and your physical performance be there? It's not just to come in and look better and feel stronger. Like it's a real reason that you don't want to disappoint your daughter. You know? do, you have your, do you have your clients write these kind of things down? If, if writing is a thing that will help them, yeah. But one thing that I normally do is we don't do anything negative. Like uh, two rules, uh, you can't be negative and you can't talk bad about yourself. So I like that. So if, and honestly, if they follow those two rules, because then I'll say, you know what, if like, if they break a rule, no joke we're just going to go do lunges for an hour and (laughs) you'll just break down because at that point I don't want to, everybody knows the rule. So just don't break it. And it's a simple rule. And then once they start feeding that positivity, 
then, you know, it takes those things that they normally would keep deep down inside and it brings it to the forefront and then they share it with everybody else in the group. And then it becomes a thing where we're all cheering each other on and you have help with everything together. And, you know, it might not be me that you confide in, but it might be somebody else in our group, like somebody else that they work out with. But just having that atmosphere and knowing that there's somebody there to help you with it and that you're not going to be judged and it's going to be a positive experience helps a lot. It helps. And then it's not like an extra thing they have to do where they have to like write it down and, you know, spend five minutes a day trying to think about something, stuff like that. Got it. Got it. So you feel like that positivity and having somebody to talk through that with, as in you and this group is really helpful then. Oh, hundred percent. hundred percent. Got it. So Nick, let's do a little bit of myth busting. What Ooh. is a fitness or nutrition myth that you can clear up for us today? What really grinds your gears? Oh my God. <laughs> do you watch Family Guy? I do not. Is that, oh. is that something they say on that show? <laughs> that there was, it's a lot. There was, it was a whole big thing. Like what really grinds my gears? Ah, well, tell us, what fitness or nutrition myth really grinds your gears? Uh, Right now, I'm on a big fruit craze that, you know, at two stories, one, I had somebody come in, they just started with me, talking about what they eat, you know, and they were asking, you know, I say eat the rainbow, like different colors, and they're like, you know, I, I was eating carrots, but then, you know, I heard they had too much sugar, So I stopped eating carrots and I literally lost my mind. Like my head literally exploded and all my brains were on the floor. Like it was, it was ridiculous. (laughs) And I said, well, you know, one thing I do is if somebody gives me advice or I just hear advice, if I say it out loud, I feel like it'll let me know whether or not it's good advice. So I told her. Say it out loud and you'll know if it's good. Got it. Yeah. So I was like, Hey, say this out loud. I'm not eating carrots because they have too much sugar. She's like, well, I see what you sound like. If it sounds stupid, it's probably stupid advice. And <laughs> if it sounds stupid, it probably is stupid. Yeah. And the other one is the fruit kick. I had somebody literally, this was last night. All this happened within the past two days. It's, it's, I don't know. The universe is playing a trick on me right now, <laughs> testing me. And uh, she said she worked with a trainer and a nutritionist before, lost 40 pounds, uh, gained the weight back. And she was telling me, you know, everything she cut out of her diet. And she said how much she loved pineapple. And we talked a couple minutes about pineapple and how she had to cut it out of her diet because it had too much sugar in it. And, you know, my head exploded again. I had to clean all the mess up and everything. And she was dead set that they said, you know, the pineapple is the issue why you're not seeing results. Like the sugar in the pineapple is literally killing you. I said, (laughs) if pineapples kill us, then we have bigger issues. And then that's our number one priority. The world needs to band (laughs) together and we need to kill all the pineapples. Fight against the killer pineapples. (laughs) Yes. But it, you know, it's that's, stuff where it's like don't eat carrots because it's sugar or don't eat fruit because it's sugar and you know of course they're not talking about the the protein bar that she's getting that has 
double the amount of sugar, but because it says protein bar, then all of a sudden it's supposed to be good, you know? So those, that, that, that's what really grinds my gears right now. That's what, so you're saying it is safe to eat carrots and pineapple? Yes, I'm putting out a public service announcement. <laughs> public Carrot service announcement. And pineapple are good to eat. <laughs> you heard it here today, folks. Okay, Nick, I'm going to ask you, have you ever tried, this is my favorite way to cook pineapple. Have you ever grilled a pineapple? I have not. It is delicious. It's really? super easy. You just slice up the pineapple, throw it on your grill. It's really quick. You don't want to cook it for a long time. I don't know, maybe even just like Ooh. a minute per side. And it is so good. I'm going to have to try that out. Do it. I love a you good will, pineapple. You will love it. Delicious. <laughs> okay, so next question. This is something I hear all the time. Mm -hmm. I've tried everything and nothing works. What would you say to someone who feels that way? I would say that they probably haven't taken a close enough look at themselves to realize what they need versus what everybody's telling them. So, you know, Tell I feel more like about that. I feel like any, <clears throat> anything works, like whether you're plant-based or vegan, vegetarian, you're counting macros, you're on the keto diet or you're on the Jupiter diet or whatever it is. The, I feel like the basis, well, not I feel like I know the basis of all of those, is being in a caloric deficit it means you're eating less calories than you're burning. So and there's a bunch of ways to do it. And just because you, you know, your friend might do really well doing style A and you try style A and it doesn't work for you. Maybe you need to try style F, but you're not honest because you want to go with the new craze or the new fancy thing that everybody's doing instead of just saying, you know, Hey, let me look at my body. Let me look at my lifestyle. Let me see what works and then fit it into what I do. And most of the time, it's not even one specific thing. Like you can't just eat one way and expect to get the result, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So fitting the way you eat to your life versus fitting you and your life to a certain way of eating. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's solid advice. So why, <laughs> why do you think so many people fail at fat loss? I think patience. I think if, you know, you take a 30-year-old person, 30 years they got to this point, and then now all of a sudden in six weeks they want to get in the best shape of their life and just disregard the years and years and years that they were doing the complete opposite, you know, and – when you realize it's not, you know, it's not just like a straight line going down, like weight loss, fat loss, any, anything, you know, it has its ups and it has its down. As long as it's trending in the right direction, then I believe it's good. But you have to be patient and know that sometimes your weight's going to go up. That's okay. Sometimes you might want to eat some ice cream and that's okay. And sometimes you might drop five or 10 pounds and that's okay too. But knowing that, you know, if it took you 30 years to get there, realistically, if it takes you, I'd say two or three years to get exactly where you want to be and be in perfect health, then that's not, that's only 10% of your time that you've been alive. That's not a big chunk of time at all. It's and, 
you know, I think if you just slow down and realize, hey, I'm in this for the long run, because then if, you know, you get there quick and you're not patient, then all of a sudden you have a build in those big habits, those, you know, those good solid habits where you can just be on cruise control, then you end up getting the weight back. And then, you know, that's a vicious cycle. So do you think that you are a naturally patient person? I am. I'm, yeah, I've been pretty much my whole life. I've been really patient. It's just probably patient to a fault, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so what about, what about people who aren't patient? Do you think that's something that a person can learn? Definitely. Definitely. I think skills, I think all skills are something that can be learned. And, you know, like anything, just work on it a little bit at a time and be patient with building your patience and you'll get there. Yeah. Be patient with building your patience. Yeah. I don't <laughs> think that I am. A na- Actually, I know I'm not a naturally patient person. It's no? something that, no, it's something that I've kind of developed over the years, but it's not something that comes to me naturally. How'd you develop it? Um, it's not for me. It's not something that I set out purposefully to do. It was just kind of a byproduct of things. Um, one thing that I think really can help a person to be patient is something that tries your patience. And uh, that for <laughs> me, that for me was parenting. So I have three kids, three teenagers. Um, well, one's an almost teenager. Oh wow! And, you know, and I love my kids. They're great kids, but kids are hard. And um, I, through that process of parenting them, I've developed some patience, um, <laughs> some level. I don't know if they would agree with that, though. <laughs> um, and then the, the other thing is um, building muscle. You know, I started trying to put muscle on about five years ago, and it is a slow-moving process, at least for me. Mm-hmm. Some people can put on muscle quickly. I am not one of those people. Um, but as I have worked to put on muscle. Um, I've had to wait for it. And it's hard. And I was very impatient at first. Mm -hmm. And I think getting small wins, you know, seeing little changes at first, kind of gave me the ability to see like, okay, it will happen, it can happen. So kind of getting those wins under my belt enabled me to wait a little bit longer. So yeah, I think I, I think you can learn patience. That's good. And I like what you said, too, about getting those little wins. Yeah, I think it helps across the board with kind of all things like fitness and nutrition related. It's hard to keep your motivation up when you're not winning. And so just getting small wins can really help. I like that a lot. That's something I'm going to start focusing on that with some of my clients. Sweet. Okay, Nick, one final question for you. So I am horrible at math. Mm -hmm. I am horrible at technology, but something I really enjoy is words. So I like funny words. I like um, different words. I think words have a lot of power. So my my question for you is what is your favorite word or just a word you like? A word, does it have to be one word? It can be a phrase. It can be a phrase, okay. That's what she said. That's, that's your power word, huh? That's, that's That's my power word. That's That's what she said. (laughs) That's, that's a good one. So that is it. Why would you pick that? Of all the words you can pick, that's what she said. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? In the English language. You know, but 
hold on. Is it four? That's what she said. It's those four words together that make it really powerful. It, you know, I feel, life is tough. It's hard. You know, especially these days, I feel like there's a lot of sadness. There's, you know, people are going through a lot of struggles and it's hard enough already. So I feel like anytime I can make a break or just take your mind off of something you're struggling about, even for like a second, or just, you know, to, to brighten somebody's day, like my kind of my mission I set out on is to make somebody smile each day. And that's what she said. I have <laughs> it, it all, you know, see, you just laugh. It you made me laugh. laugh. You smile. You made, that's I'm it. smiling right now. I'm that's, smiling. You make, look, you, you, you hit your goal for the day. <laughs> Done. And it, you know, it's light. And I just feel like it just, you know, adds a little more fun and takes the seriousness out of this life for, you know, just a little bit. Cause I feel like everybody's so serious. Yeah. And this, this should be fun. It yeah. should be a lot of fun. I totally agree. All right. So your favorite phrase. <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> yes. Good yes. one. What's yours? Okay. So I have a bunch. I'll tell you two. So I have a silly one and I have a serious mm-hmm. one. So mm-hmm. my, my favorite silly one. Do you know the movie Elf? I love Elf. It's my favorite movie. I watch it all the time. I know it's a Christmas movie, but I watch it all year long. I quote it all the time. Oh, and wow. my favorite, my favorite saying from that movie is cotton headed ninny muggins. I call my, <laughs> whenever I do something stupid, I call myself a cotton headed ninny muggins. I call my loved ones cotton headed ninny muggins. It's hard to say, um, but it just makes me laugh. So. I love cotton headed yeah. ninny muggins. Ninny muggins. So practice saying that when somebody <laughs> does something dumb, they're cotton headed ninny muggins. Yes. And then my favorite serious word is grit. I think that is such a powerful word. Grit. The idea of developing perseverance, I love. Yes. And so it's something that I strive to have. So yes. I love I love that term, grit. I love and those. It's a good one, right? Oh, and I learned, I learned a new word this week. So, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I have to try and say this one slowly. Okay. Have you ever heard of this word? Brobdingnagian. I can't say that it's in my regular vocabulary. <laughs> I bet you can't even say it. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have to write it down and just sound it out. <laughs> Brobdingnagian. It's a real word. True story. It means gigantic. Ooh. Brobdingnagian. Is that a new word? It's not a new word. I don't, I don't even know how I came across it. It just me. It that, means gigantic. It's a gigantic word. It sounds like a lot of letters. It, it's a lot of letters. Here, here's my challenge for you. Try and try and use that word. Try and use that word today. I'm gonna do it. Um, <laughs> do you think you can? I'm gonna have you send it to me so I can. <laughs> you have to practice see saying how it to first. Spell it. I'm gonna practice saying it, and then I'm gonna record myself using it in real life. In real life. Yes. Like to a stranger. Done. Yeah, like, or maybe Done. somebody like at your gym or your client. All right, let's do it. That'll be fun. That'll awesome. be an interesting challenge. <laughs> well, Nick, it has been super great talking to you today. You are very inspirational. I appreciate your time here today. And uh, thanks for being here. No problem. Thank you. I love you so much. And you're an inspiration to me and everyone else. I know for a fact. You're a good guy, Nick.
Talk to you soon. <laughs> Have a good one. This has been an episode of Fitness Simplified. Thank you.